It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 170, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Welcome back, happy Friday. This is where you can listen to some popular blogs covering health and fitness, read to you by me, but not on Fridays, because every Friday I do something else. I take your audio questions from oldpodcast.com, play them right here, and answer them for you. I thank you in advance for your questions. I love hearing them. I love doing some research for you and being able to respond right here on the show. If you're new here, please know that my promise is to always, to the best of my knowledge, tell you the truth. I'm not paid by any company, any government organization. There is no other motivation for me other than to just tell you the truth. That's it. If you wanna know about my credentials, my education, my own personal background, definitely check out one of our other Friday Q&A shows. I've discussed it many, many times in the past, so I'll spare you that for now. Now, if you wanna be a part of this show and also have a great chance to win books from us, ask a question. Just listen through to the end of this episode to hear how to send in a question. All right, let's jump in as we start optimizing your life. Hi, Dr. Neal. This is Pamela from Island Lake, Illinois. Thanks for the show. I listen to all the podcasts. Um, I was just wondering, I wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on essential oils. I wanted to know if you think there really are health benefits to using them and um, what your thoughts on them are. Thank you. Thank you for your question, Pamela. Essential oils are definitely big business right now. The way they're marketed, it seems as though many of our common ailments can be relieved or cured altogether by these. But is that really the case? Let's discuss. Now, before I go any further, I need to mention something about what the term essential can mean. When we're talking about food, a nutrient is called essential simply because our bodies cannot make that nutrient on its own. For example, our bodies can make many, but not all of its own proteins so we don't really need to consume all forms of protein all the time. But there are some proteins that our bodies cannot make, and these would be considered essential. Basically, think of it this way. It's essential we get these nutrients from our diet. But what can be confusing is the term essential oils, because it means something different altogether. Essential oils is actually an abbreviated form of the term quintessential oils, Back in the days of ancient Greece, the philosophers believed that all of life was made of four elements, fire, air, earth, and water. These last two actually may sound familiar if you're a big fan of the movie 300 like I am, when the Persian messenger asked Leonidas for a token of surrender, earth and water. Now the fifth element, also known as quintessence, was more abstract. It was thought to be the living thing's spirit, It was believed you could remove the spirit of the plant by extracting its essential oils using the processes of distillation and evaporation. In fact, we use the same process to make some forms of alcohol, hence the term distilled spirits. Sorry for the history lesson. I'm such a nerd. I just love stuff like this. Anywho, since we're discussing essential oils, we're actually referring to the process of pulling out the fat compounds from plants through distillation and evaporation. Essential oils can come from a number of different plants, like peppermint, eucalyptus, coconut, lavender, you name it. Each has its own special purpose. Some have been used as natural pesticides. Others have been added to foods because of their ability to prevent food from spoiling. Don't worry, these have been approved for this very purpose, and not just here in the U.S., but globally as well. Other essential oils should be used on the skin, what we call applied topically, 
and some can be safely inhaled, think aromatherapy. Now, it's very important to understand that not all essential oils should be consumed by mouth. There are a select few that are okay, but others can be poisonous. So let's get to whether we should bother using them at all. In the past, essential oils have been used to relieve indigestion, joint pain, stress, fatigue, help improve sleep, and lots more. Unfortunately, most of the research on essential oils focuses on their use as aromatherapy agents. So by inhaling some of these plant-based essential oils, the brain begins to send signals via the nervous system to other parts of the brain and out to the body. As a result, the response may be the release of these good-feeling hormones called endorphins, which may lead to the person feeling more relaxed, it may remove feelings of pain, and put the individual in a better mood overall. But depending on the oil used, the brain and body may respond in different ways altogether. So I will mention some conditions here and the type of aromatherapy that research has shown to possibly be helpful. For anxiety and stress, basil, lavender, sweet orange, and geranium have been shown to help. For fatigue, grapefruit, coriander, black peppermint, spearmint, ginger, and rosemary. For insomnia, lemon, mandarin, sweet orange, cumin, lavender, basil, and sweet thyme. For mental exhaustion or burnout, peppermint and basil. For pain management, lavender, rosemary, and ginger. Remember, I'm not saying you need to eat these essential oils. These are based on studies using aromatherapy, meaning you buy a bottle of these oils and then maybe you spray them into the room, into your bedroom, for example. Is aromatherapy safe? Well, when used in this form, essential oils are generally safe. The most common problems folks experience when using essential oils as aromatherapy would be eye, mucous membrane, and skin irritation. Unfortunately, I don't know of a study that can tell us whether aromatherapy is best to relieve these conditions or whether applying essential oils on the skin or ingesting them would be the better way to go. All we know is that aromatherapy appears to help some people and appears to be safe for most. What I would say is, if you're looking for some relief from a particular condition, try using the suggestions I provided a moment ago and see if aromatherapy actually helps. If you start to sneeze or your eyes start to become watery or itchy, put the cap back on the essential oil bottle, open a window, and leave the room for a while. If you want to apply some on your skin, don't do it unless you talk to your doctor first. Or better yet, talk to a dermatologist, a skin doctor. Now, what about getting some of these essential oils in your diet? Well, first I'll say I would stay away from supplementing with them at this time. You can find some of these essential oils that are safe for ingestion online or at your local nutrition shop or whatever, but I would be cautious. As I've said before in many other episodes, some supplements can be more harmful to you than you think. Instead, if you want to incorporate these essential oils into your diet, make sure you're adding natural herbs and spices into your cooking. For example, next time you make cranberry sauce for the holidays, toss in some orange and citrus peel. The peel naturally contains essential oils. Having some asparagus with dinner? Then add some dill to your dipping sauce. Having a vegetable smoothie? Toss in some lemongrass. Caraway, cherry, and black pepper are also safe to use when cooking and contain essential oils. Now, many of these ingredients sound familiar, right? This is because 
Believe it or not, many of us get plenty of essential oils in our diet simply because they're found in many of the common foods we eat. The problem is we really do need more research when it comes to determining the dosage, meaning how much essential oil is beneficial and how often should we be consuming them. Hopefully, we'll have an answer in the near future. Thank you again for your question, Pamela. You're gonna be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you wanna be on this show and have a really good chance to win free books, come by oldpodcast.com to submit your question. Just look for the red bar along the side or call 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. Get your question in as soon as possible so that you're in more raffles to win books from us. If you can believe it, that wraps up 170 episodes of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for all the support so far. Thank you for sending in your questions. Thank you for sharing this show with someone. Definitely keep those questions coming. We'll be back on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.